of the week it is. We'll help we, you with that. Yeah, we'll help you out Maybe with that. Maybe sometimes get it wrong and yeah. then tell you wrong. Hopefully I wrote, not. I wrote but. the wrong date this morning, um, but we're going to ignore that. I wrote, I'm still, <laughs> I've still been writing 2021. Oh, no. I haven't been. I wrote, you 2023. wrote 2023. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been going backwards. I've just been going forwards. Guys, we have a few questions for you that we want to just see your opinion. They're, like, not serious at all. It's just kind of family chatting, you know, okay. the name of the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. But before that, we want to let you know of the great things that are happening today. We have What's Right Kitchen, which I am very, very excited about. I can see the stuff <laughs> over there. It's going to be great. And then we have Confessions, where we're just confessing the word of God over our life. Your day can get even better. And then we have What's the Price, where we're just guessing prices of ridiculously crazy items that are amazing. And then we have the Word with Pastor, and it's going to be a Q&A day about rest, what we've been talking about all week, which has been powerful. If you did not think that rest could be powerful, you have not seen the broadcast this week, because it is powerful. It was really good. The anointing has been hitting, and it's been amazing. But before all that, we're here. Yay! We have family chat. Yeah, we want to hear from you. Put in the comments where you're watching from, yeah. how you're doing. And if you're the 100th comment today, you get a gift card on us. But yeah, let's yeah. go ahead and get it. Are you having a good day? How's your day going? Great. Yeah. Great. How's your day going? It's going great. Go great. <laughs> your Thursday. Yeah. My Thursday It's going great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. What is our first family chat question of the day? 
Would you rather talk like Yoda or breathe like Darth Vader? I, I feel like those are both problematic. Like, yeah. I don't, I wouldn't yeah. want either of those. No. Like, I feel like, can you imagine, like, how annoying I would probably be if I breathed like Darth, Darth Vader? But how annoying it'd probably be if I talked like Yoda. Like, this isn't like here in fantasy land of you were in a Star Wars no. movie. I'm talking, this is day to day. This is. Like, you're in your workplace, and your coworkers have to deal with you talking like Yoda or breathing like, like Darth Vader. I feel like I have to pick breathe like Darth Vader just because while that's very annoying, Talking like Yoda is just a lack of communication. Like, if no one can understand you, that's not good communication, and communication uh, is key. By the way, I forgot to say hello to the people in the comments. Hello! Hello, hello everyone who's commented so far. I see Mr. Will, I see Hannah Sittler, Johnny, George, Hi. Kelly, Hi. Hannah Seyfried, Barrett. And maybe others that uh, are gone now. Oh, and Candy! Candy! Oh, Candy, my sister. Candy <laughs> said, when I see a Big Mac, I breathe like Vader. <laughs> I understand. Okay, what did Barrett say? Barrett said, if you gotta talk like Yoda, I would. No. Oh no, oh uh, no. Right. Talk like Yoda, I would. Challenge, it would be. Enjoy it for the rest of the day, you will. No! No, no we have meetings no. about communication. No. We do have a meeting, which I forgot about until this morning. I yeah, anyway. When uh, I reminded you when the you first time. Me. Thank you for reminding It's Thursday. You can remind Thanks. me when the meetings are, Thanks. and I'll remind you of the day okay. of the weekend. Okay, okay. Uh, I see Greg, hello. hello. I see Becca, hello. hello. Becca has two. No face. Becca has one, one comment has a picture, one comment does not have a picture. I'm but you're back. But Someone yeah. may be impersonating you. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, Kevin Nowicki, hello. Kevin said, if I breathe like Vader, does that mean I get to talk like James Earl Jones? I mean, I think you still have your own voice. Yeah. So no. if you choose just, to talk <laughs> like him, you know, that's on you. It's literally just <laughs> the breathing or the Yoda thing. That's it. That's Unfortunately, it. this is not a very great <laughs> option, really. This is not exciting, really. I don't want either of these options. Not really. Uh, no. uh, <laughs> Mr. Will. Yeah, Mr. Will said, Yoda talk like I would. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, we're getting I a don't... lot. I, have we gotten one breathe like Darth Vader? Have we gotten one? Did I just not see it? Okay, you said it's you just say me. that. It's just me, guys. I will <laughs> say. Don't bring it. <laughs> we she have was, to now. She was doing some. So the other the other night, she her her. My, <laughs> my nose was stuffed. Her nose was stuffed. Like not bad though. No, not I thought bad. You said it wasn't stuffed. You're it like, it's not I didn't even think stuffed. so, but I'm. I think it was, it probably, was, looking back. It was when I woke up the next day, so I'm guessing it was. So her nose was whistling, <laughs> and I asked her to fix it. I was like, because <laughs> it, was, it was a lot. It was very consistent, loud whistling. I, there was like a solid, it just started out of nowhere. <laughs> For like a minute straight, it was every breath, and I was like, Abby, your, your nose is whistling. <laughs> Hello and welcome to vulnerability time. This really yes. is family. It is. It is. Um, yep. Oh, Kelly! Kelly said I said Vader! Kelly! Really? Thank you. Once again, we are twins. 
I think I would rather you talk like you <laughs> after the nose whistling thing. I knew you were going to turned that. Into, <laughs> after the nose whistling experience, I think that's how I'd handle the Vader thing. So I think I'd rather you talk like you. <laughs> okay. Uh, a Baron said, choose to breathe like Vader Kelly did. <laughs> oh my oh, god. No. I Let's... don't know. Man, they're so, they're both so annoying. <laughs> like, I don't know. Not Let's... that you're annoying. I, Let's you're move great. on. You're so wonderful. You're so great. Good, um, good job. No one is annoying. Question two. <laughs> yeah, this is very, very safe. This is very different. <laughs> What's your favorite song right now? Um, I feel like this is a lot safer of a question. It not is. saying it's annoying. It is. I will not <laughs> put anyone down. I love everybody. And oh. all of your, this is a safe place. All of your comments will be appreciated. Barrett says, test out both options today. <laughs> we can. Treat it like a scientific experiment. OK, I, I'm honestly for that. I like learning. <laughs> so on that note, that actually makes, I'm not kidding, that makes me a little excited. I really want to know which one is worse. OK. Can we, I will, we can test it out okay. today. It's okay. tomorrow. If, if, my, if my nose ever starts whistling again, I'm just going to call it a scientific experiment. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow, we will let you know. I will let you know which one is worse after they give you both today. We'll let you know. Okay, what's your favorite song right now? Hannah oh. Sittler said the name of Jesus is Lifted High by Eddie James. Eddie James. I like Eddie James a lot. Johnny said All My Hope by Crowder. Uh, Barrett said So Excited I Am. I thought that was your song. So excited. Honestly, I songs am. can kind of be like that, though. Like real songs are kind of like, like poetry. Poet yeah, poetically backwards. A yeah. So excited. It's art. I am. It's art. Uh, Hannah Saperit <laughs> said, "I think I God. Think God. I love thinking God. <laughs> uh, it's I think God by Maverick City Music. I know what you meant." She's just kidding. I, I kid, I kid. Lisa Lamb said, God is turning it around. Aww. I'm assuming that's a song <laughs> and not just an encouraging comment. But either way, amen. He <laughs> is turning it around. Kelly said, do what you are famous <gasps> for. What you are famous for. I like that song. I'm also I don't know the name of it. That's maybe. a song. Yeah, yeah, it is. And not it's a worship song. It's a yeah. worship song? Or maybe it's praise. I don't know. It's one of those. A guy from Elevation, it is by. Um, yes. Interesting. OK. Uh, Kevin Nowicki says, Ain't No Grave by Molly Skaggs. No that's a great one. I feel like that's a very Kevin song. I can see that. Really? I can see you like, jamming in your it's, truck. It's so like country and like, yeah. fun. Uh, Lisa said, good morning, afternoon from work in New London, North Carolina. And yes, it is a song. Yes. Uh, Greg said, in Christ Alone by Moira. Moira. Brennan. Moira. Myra. The I is after the O. <laughs> Moira. Moira. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Uh, Barrett says, by Naomi Rains, find my peace. By Catherine Mullins, available. Available. I guess that's two songs. It's really interesting. But it's different because it's backwards. Like not <laughs> not knowing the songs, just hearing the names. Like I have no context for these songs. Yeah. So it's really yeah. interesting. We didn't think this through. We did not. <laughs> George said, "Barrett stopped playing. You did." <gasps> 
No, am I? He said, he disappointed said, I am. No, she did it right, because she did it right. She did it right, I did. She tried. She, she tried. tried. She tried. She tried. She tried. Okay. Yeah. I can't really breathe like Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. I'm realizing I don't know how to. That's not really breathing. What do you mean it's not breathing? Uh, that's, not, that's not Darth Vader. That's just dying. It sounds, sounds like, like I'm dying. It sounds, it sounds like I'm dying, it does. That's always breathing out. That's never breathing in. Come on, even... just like use your teeth. <laughs> okay, we're gonna stop. We're, gonna stop. <laughs> we're stopping. We're stopping. Okay, what is your favorite song? I don't know. I don't have one. Quick, change. I like them all. Change the train. If I get a favorite, then I listen to it so many times it's not my favorite anymore. A song that I've been listening to a lot recently <laughs> is um, Psalm 23. Is that what Psalm 23 by People in Song. I mean, it's, it's a weird. I gotta remember. It's it's the it's Psalm 23. I think that's the number. Uh, moved into a song, like they uh, wrote about it. So nice. it's those words in a song. It's a psalm in a song. It is. Oh, it, cool. is, it, is it is. Uh, Becca said, "King of my heart." Oh, I like that one. Bethel. That was weird. I, my like brain, I thought I said Bethel said King of My Heart. I wasn't sure what I said. Okay. Uh, Kevin said, Ari, Ari used to work with a guy named I used to work with Who is snore while he was awake. Oh, no. That sounds awful. <laughs> Annoying, that sounds. <laughs> uh, Barrett says, having to think really hard before saying a sentence, I am. That was kind of a... That was kind of a cheat though, because uh, you get the whole thing whole normal, thing. And, then just, <laughs> and then she said, doing it during the word, I won't be. After the broadcast, I definitely will. Whoa, after the broadcast, I definitely will. That kind of floats. That works well. Okay. Well done. Yeah, good job. Uh, Becca said, Aaron Schust ever Just. be. Schust. I don't know. Schust. Huh? Yeah. Oh, it's a song! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. thought it was just yeah. a statement. No, <laughs> like, no. Okay. No, I knew it was a song. I just wasn't sure how to say his last name. Uh, George said, much better he did, Barrett. Great job. Um, Kevin Buck, hello. Kevin! Welcome. He said, Wait on You by Elevation in Maverick City. Aw, that's Ooh. great. Guys, we are moving into the yeah. What's Right kitchen. It's going to be great. We'll see you in just a second.
also because I love you guys. I'm not going to talk like Yoda right now. Oh, Afterward is when thank science you. happens. Thank you. Yes, our, our experiment. <laughs> Woohoo! Uh, after. Um, so today we are having another fun experiment. Speaking of experiments, we are going to try what does it taste like to mix all of the Gatorades. All of, all of them. Not really, I mean, not all of them. All of them a lot that of them. I could find at the store. <laughs> they, like, so they used to do something like this at the roller rink when I was little. <gasps> They'd call it a tornado where they would just put your drink under the fountain and hit every single soda, and that's what you got. And it was really exciting. So I'm excited about this. So I'm also interested, interested? Yes. To see what <laughs> color it is. True. Like, I, I feel think, like it's gonna be a purpley kind no, of color. No, I think it's gonna be brown. It's I gonna be like yeah. really fun. I think I think it's gonna be like a a, a yeah. v especially when you mix this. Well, I think. Yum. Okay, Yay. guys, put in the comments. <laughs> put in the comments. What color do you think it'll be? I think it'll be mostly these two mixed, and it'll Which turn kind of purple. brown. No, but kind of. What not about? Not, I'll settle nice, on a purpley brown. Not a nice purple. I think a it'll bruise. be a gross a purple. I think that once you pour the weirdo green yellow in there, it's gonna mm. it's gonna turn into a brown. Like I don't mm. I want it to be purple because that's more pleasing to look at, but I think it's gonna be weird. We should we should go by like uh, do certain colors first <laughs> to like try to keep yeah. it going well. Yeah, Kevin said it will be a rust color. Nice, George. Twice he has put in just so that we can see it. Taste horrible. That will be. <laughs> uh, for, oh, just for a reminder, in case you don't know the Gatorades by their colors, so we have fruit punch. We'll, like we'll be tasting all of these flavors at once, so you need to know the whole experience. Fruit punch, grape, cool blue, cool blue, orange. Lemon lime and what's this one? Uh, glacier cherry. What I like the most okay. about this is that this doesn't even say what flavor it is, except it's like cool blue, and yeah, everyone I, knows what blue tastes like. Just yeah, social status. It's, it's cool. just the color blue. Like uh, you smell it, and it's the smell it, that you would imagine blue smelling it, like. It tastes like the color blue. I like that yep. smell. Though. I like that flavor. Uh, uh, Kelly said brown. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Buck said enjoy <laughs> the show. I do. Uh, uh, love Kevin. I do. Mr. Will said dark blue or black. Mm. Black. black. Okay, mm, so I figured we, could, we have yeah. enough room to pour like half the bottle of each one. To sure. Is there any sure. particular order you want us to do this in? What do you think? I think let, let's start out with the white first. White, lighter to that, darker. I, I knew that you did. <laughs> <laughs> you know I wanted to start out with the white? Oh, those are fun. Yeah, I got these earrings. from Hannah St. Frank. Those are cute. Oh, Hannah. Okay, we got the white. Okay. How much should I put? Not that much? No, we have no more. Like half the bottle. Abby says half. Half. Yeah. Okay, okay so that. we're going up to like right here I on mean, the G. Oh, I, I mean, sure. Sure. Okay. That'll be about even. Do you want to go to the weird green or the yeah, orange? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, we can do okay. it. Yeah. Hannah says, I think it'll turn dark blue or black. Mm. Oh, we're going to see. So far, it's getting lemonade. Yeah, it just looks like lemonade. A little bit more. Lemonade. By the way, it's safe so far. Right around there. It looks kind of neon. Close. Look, look, it looks kind of neon. It does look Ooh. neon. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Orange. What if it was green and it disappeared because the green's green? Ooh. <gasps> what? Maybe we can get it that shade of green. Orange. Orange. Okay. Oops. I didn't put as much uh, green in. Oh well. Orange. Now it's orange Ooh. The green got evaporated by the orange. And the okay. white. It's just consuming. Yeah. Okay. Maybe this one is the next lightest one. Sure. Okay. 
Oh, here we go. Getting kind of green. Uh, green? The dark green. It's like... That's like a swamp water green. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. Ew. <laughs> okay. Ew. Well, now here we comes have the red. That's, this is about to turn it. Okay. Oh, brownish. Brownish. Brown. Hey, no, it's it, not bad. It's not bad. No, no. it's kind of almost pinky. You, you know what's very interesting? Red. I feel like Gatorade, they're just taking on whatever color comes next. It's like, you know what? I'm going to be red now. They're all now. so strong. <laughs> There's so much yeah. dye in all of them. It's like, I will oh, take yeah. over now. <laughs> okay. okay, the last and final one. <laughs> George says, stir it, you should. It's stirring itself as we're pouring, I think. Oh, ah, that, that oh. did it. But it's still kind of like it, a purpley. It's, it's a purpley brown. It's coming, I will say, it's coming up darker on camera. Yeah, on oh, camera, it, it's yeah. not the color that it is it's in like person. It's like mahogany. Uh, it's, it's a little lighter in person. Like, it's almost oh, yeah. like a sweet tea that you haven't, like, I don't know. That's steeped for a long yeah. time. Yeah. <gasps> it's like a light plum. What? <laughs> light a muscadine. Um, muscadine. Okay, guys, we're gonna try this. On there, it looks black though, so I understand muscadine. why you would think it could be black, but okay. in person, that's not. Okay. Okay. I have hope for it. Take out my gum. I, I should have hope. Yes. Oh, that's gonna be a nice. Oh, aftertaste. it's weird when it pours because I saw the orange and then I saw pink. Oh. Uh, Look, it's like different colors. Oh, this looks really appetizing. Okay, you can see a little bit the color a little bit better in the smaller. In the smaller cup, it even looks more orangey. But on the top, it's purple. When the light hits it, you can't really see it. But when the light hits it in here, it's like orange. No, yeah. do you guys legitimately see, though? It's like a top it's, ring yeah, of purple. Yeah, it's got a top light. Ew, why is it darker on top? It literally is. It's lighter. It goes from light to dark all the way up. Are they Ew. different, like... <laughs> George, uh. said, George said, gross that is. <laughs> Have a garbage can next to you, you should. Oh, no. I'm sure it'll be fine. Mm. Someone sure says our fine. audio is gone. Is our audio gone or are we good? Um, I'm pretty sure it's fine. No, we're good. Yeah. Okay. okay, let's try it. I'm just stirring it, watching the colors mix. Okay. It smells good. It does smell no, good. No, no, not, I don't like it. I don't mind it. No, nope. it just, it tastes, it tastes like, like grape. It's like Gatorade. Like, Gatorade. It, it tastes, <laughs> do we have? Nope. We don't. Very generic Gatorade. It tastes, I would say the strongest flavor is the grape, uh, is this one, is the grape yeah. Gatorade. It tastes like grape Gatorade, and that's one of my favorites, so I like it. What it's like I, grape and fruit punch. Okay, so Mr. Michael, I think the audio may be on your end, so if you want to refresh it, you can't hear me say this if the audio is messed up, but we have people telling us the audio is good, so you may want to refresh on yours. Yeah. But for me, what this tastes like, did you guys ever eat Spree's? No. Mm -hmm. no. Okay, mm -hmm. it tastes like you put all the sprees in your mouth at the same time, and here's the immediate like punch <laughs> on your tongue of lots like of it. flavor. Is it just me, or is it is it sweeter and more sour than normal? Yeah, it is. It's very tart. I don't taste any tartness. What? What, mm. you, what, do you taste? what is happening? No, it, I mean like <laughs> not any more than normal Gatorade. Uh, okay. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Okay, guys. <laughs> well. It is like a purpley <laughs> color, brownish, orangey color, and Yum. it tastes, in my opinion, tastes like grape. 
In Barrett's opinion, it tastes like a spree. In your opinion, it just tastes like Gatorade. It tastes like generic Gatorade. Nope. If you ever need a punch for like a boho party, like brown or something. something. A boho party. Ew. You should do this. Can you imagine <laughs> making this punch? Ew. You know, you add some or ginger ale to that, maybe. <gasps> That would be really uh, good. Look, guys, we helped you. <laughs> Can we do like you said? Give me some of that Gatorade. Okay. Yes, okay. Well, thank you for joining us for the Waste Right Kitchen. This has been our experiment for today. Now we're moving on to confessions. We are confessing the Word of God with you today. We'll see you right there. We speak the word through the whole thing, but we intentionally have confessions written that come from the word of God and we declare them not only our over our lives, but we want you to declare them over yours because the word works for the people who choose to use it. You know, the word of God is like a tool. Think of Think of a project that you need done, like hanging up a picture and you have the picture, you have the nail, but you just can't press it in with your hand. What do you need? You need a tool. You need to go get a hammer to put that nail into place so the picture can be hung. The word of God is a tool that we use to see his plans and purposes come to pass in our life. But if we don't pick up the word, if we don't pick up the hammer, it's not gonna work. So what we want you to do with us is declare the word of God over your life with us. We have seen each one of these confessions come to pass in the ministry, personally, and in testimonies from our partners. So today we want you to speak these out loud with us and let's watch God work in our life. Okay, confession number four. Say this out loud with me. We walk in the fullness of faith hope and love we win souls we love righteousness hate sin walk in holiness and are anointed by god amen that's who you are i also said it was confession number four i forgot it was thursday for a minute we're on confession number five today but we also have a daily confession and it came fresh on Monday, like the Lord downloaded it during the broadcast. So we want you to say our brand new confession that the Lord gave us. Say this with me. It's our year of multiplied increase. Amen. That's coming to pass in your life and it's starting today. Well, we love you. We're going to hop over into what's the price with Buddy. We'll see you right there.
Welcome to What's the Price? I was just giving them a very intense glare. That's the fastest I've ever heard you talk. You honestly scared me a little bit. A little bit. Sorry. <laughs> my, my, well, I guess, my heart jumped. I guess my intense glare didn't help either. Let's start over. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's the Price? We're your friendly neighborhood Lunch Plus family, bringing you another wonderful broadcast and, and another show. And because we're friendly and we like you, we've had 100 comments! Oh. It goes to Grayson Pickett. You are our 100th commenter of the day. You can claim that by going to whatsright.com slash gift. Good she, job. She won it by saying, one of these statements is true. <laughs> I love this game, or I am good at this game. <laughs> Mark, you and I have talked a lot. Well, maybe not a lot. We've talked a couple times in the past of how we should make a book of <laughs> what have the 100th comments been that have that, won. That would, that be, would great. be great. They've yeah. been good. I've recorded a few of them. <laughs> All right, well, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put some items on the screen that you can buy online right now if right you now. want. And we're going to have you guys guess how much you think these items cost while these guys do the same thing. They're going to guess how yeah. much they think these items cost. And usually these items are very interesting. And the Internet is full of wonderful things. So let's start with our first <laughs> item of the day. We have... Scented Ooh, fire logs. That's fancy. I like how the scent of of uh, these fire logs is wood, <laughs> balsam and cedar. Oh my gosh. It's specific wood though. That's like, true. Balsam but, and cedar would smell amazing. But you know, it's just you know, it smells like a tree that was cut off. Did they but not anyway. just cut down that tree and package <laughs> it? Yeah, I really don't. Probably <laughs> it probably has some some, you know, scents on it. Essential oils. Maybe, I don't know. But they have different, I almost said flavors. They have different scents. But anyway, Barrett, I'm going to have you go guess first. Guys, put what? your guess in the comments. How much do you think these scented, Yankee? it's Yankee Candle, too. Yeah, Yankee Candle. Which, oh. which does something to the price. But guys, put your guess in the comments. How much do you think the scented can't buy? Yeah. 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 So yeah. You know the picture <laughs> has three. Is that how yeah. many of the logs come in it? Or yeah. three hours. It looks like it says three hour. Oh, three hour. I would guess it's about three. Three, three, three hours. Three <laughs> logs. Both, maybe. Oh my word. Well, there is one oh log in goodness. that package. That's what she's asking. That's what she's okay, definitely asking. So my answer is one. <laughs> sure. Um, from Yankee Candle, and it's one, and it lasts three hours. I'm going to say that it is. Thirty-two dollars. Thirty-two dollars. Kelly asked, "Wait, it's fire logs or a candle that smells like them?" It's no, a it's fire, fire log. log. Like it's a log that you put in your fireplace that smells like a candle. Mm -hmm. I think. So what was your guess? Thirty-two dollars. Thirty-two dollars. Lower than dollars. Higher? Higher. I think it's not a bad. Yankee Candle is expensive. Yeah. Like well, Kevin, sure. Kevin said forty-five, so I feel like it's higher. Let's find out how much are these scented fire logs. They are twenty six eighty nine. Yes. Man, yes. For only three hours, though. That's that's what did it for uh, me. I was like, uh, ten bucks an hour. Sure. Mm -hmm. Woo. Sure. Yeah. Man. All right. <laughs> Let's put up our next item. Item number two. We have one hundred sided wow. die. What? You ever wow. want to play like a super intense game of trouble? Uh, no. Um, you ha we have this hundred sided <laughs> die. 
How does okay. it stop on a side? Well, I mean, and how do you determine, like, is it just what is in the very, very center the very at the center top? The very center of the top, yeah. Oh, you know, like a man. regular guy. I feel like that would be super controversial during a game with Rachel. <laughs> it's on 50. <laughs> no, it's on three. <laughs> the bevels on it are so small. Uh -huh. Yeah. Ah. All right. Abby, how much do you think this fancy 100-sided die costs? Mm, also, I'm too uncomfortable cost? saying 100-sided die. <laughs> anyway. I feel threatened. Do you know, do you remember where it's from? Amazon. Amazon? Mm -hmm. Do you know how big it is? It's, uh... Uh, you know. No, you don't. <laughs> it kind of looks like a bowling ball, but I don't want to, like, vote. I don't want to price it for being this big, and it's actually like a bowling ball. It could be Welcome like that to What's big. the Price, where we kind of yeah. guess what the we just kind of, okay. I don't, uh, I don't thoroughly study each of these items. I apologize. <laughs> Even though yeah. it happens every a, single time. It's a lot of work for me to give you like a complete background and okay. of each item. Okay, okay, it may be a bowling ball, it may be like a safety pin, but we'll see. I would say it's probably about that big. Okay, okay, I'm guess. gonna guess like 15 bucks. 15 bucks, all right. Yeah. Bear, do you think it is higher or lower than 15 bucks? Lower. Lower than $15? Oh. Well, let's find out how much is the hundred sided die. It is sixteen ninety nine. Good job. Pretty what was close. Your guess? Fifteen. Well done. Yeah. You were only a dollar ninety nine. Good job. Which is sweet. A steal. All right. Next item. We have an RC bald eagle. Oh, how patriotic! It's I know, so right? cute. That's nice. Mm -hmm. you know, I would enjoy flying that around. I actually yeah. would too. When I saw that, it, I, I thought that's a wholesome item. Let's put it on the broadcast. I would sing the whole time. Like God <laughs> bless America. America. Yeah, yeah for America. sure. And on the high notes, I'd like. Have them go straight up. Yep. All right, Barrett, <laughs> how much do you think the RC Bald Eagle costs? Is there any more information or is this it? It is a RC <laughs> okay. Bald so Eagle. So I'm going to say. <laughs> A hundred and sixty dollars. Hundred and sixty buckaroos. All right. Do you think it's higher or lower than a hundred and sixty? Hannah says hundred and twenty. Higher? Because RC stuff is expensive. Is expensive. Is expensive. All right. Well, let's find out. Uh, George says you can't put a price on free. That is true, George. Amen. I like Mr. Will's comment. I uh, guess it's too. This one is point zero three two. Well, we have gently sassed Three Mr. Will cents. because he <laughs> likes to help the people by sometimes telling them what it is. So today he's like, I'm going to throw all of you off and give you like things. That's, That's true. Pennies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's backwards. Oh, well, let's find out. How much is the oh. item? It is $229.95. Sweet. <laughs> so, we're just wanting to, so, you know, it's a little bit more, but good job. Good job, yeah. Maddie. All right, we have two more items for you guys today. Let's put up our next item. We have wearable sleds. I feel like those are things that get you hurt. I got really yeah. nervous. I was like, where's the item? All right, they it's just, on their shoes you just get a family picture of a random family. No, no, this no, was no. made by this someone in Maine. <laughs> this was made by That's someone true. who got locked in the house. And they're like, oh. you know what we're going to do? Cut our sled in half and strap it to our legs. <laughs> and sell it. It just looks like 100%. armor. 100%. It really does. But if you can run up to the hill and then just hop on your knees and then you ride the sled oh. all the way down. I feel like my knees would hurt. As someone After who's had to climb, I think there's padding on on it. Too. Oh! As someone who's had to climb snowbanks, I'm gonna let you know that those are not easy to like walk in. Just looking at it and mm -hmm. having to trudge through the snow. You're right. Uh, I can tell you if 
I'm gonna spend the money to buy those. I'm gonna want it to cover my belly so I can be like a penguin fully <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> okay. Shoosh. All right, well, Barrett, how much do you think the item costs? I think Abby's guessing. Oh, I think Abby. <laughs> Yay! Because I failed on the I last one, so I want at least a chance. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'm gonna say for one pair, one pair, yeah. I'm gonna no. guess Twenty-three dollars. Twenty-three dollars. I'm gonna say higher. Higher than twenty-three dollars. Higher. All right. Well, <laughs> let's find out how much are the wearable sleds. Ooh. They are one hundred and sixty-two. Yup. It does not snow enough here for that. <laughs> nope. No, not at all. Nope. Not even close. Mr. Will says these are called sled legs. Oh my oh, gosh. All right, guys. We have one final item for you today. Yeah. Let's play it out. This is more for summertime. We have the motorized surfboard. Who needs, uh, you know, waves, waves when you have a surfboard that waves itself? <laughs> I don't know. I don't I, that think was, that's that how that works. So it's basically just a boogie board with a motor on it? Kind of, yeah. Oh, that's nice. And you can be or like a the silver surfer. Huh? Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a little bit smaller than a surfboard, a little bit bigger than a boogie board. Boogie board? Yeah. That made me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Barrett, how much do you think the motorized surfboard is? I, I don't know. Um, Kelly says $1,200. He looks, uh, he looks you know like what? he's having fun. Sure, we'll go with Kelly. $1,200. It's a, it's a sport. Ooh. It's an extreme <laughs> sport. People yeah. pay money for extreme sports, and it has a motor on it. Sounds great. I'm going with Kelly. Yeah. Sounds said, awesome. Grayson said, purchasing for Dylan immediately. Grayson has picked out people to buy things for the last three. Like, this one was for Dylan, the last one was for Dylan, and the bald eagle was for Pastor. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> All right, well, do you think it's higher or lower than what you I think it's higher, but I just got really excited because I thought of the possibility of buying this, and then, like, when the sides of the roads flood. You oh, my can word. ride it like a penguin. You be riding it. Like the like side of the road, like a penguin if you want yeah. to, because mm -hmm. you are really excited about that idea. <laughs> I really want to look it up later and see how yeah. the motor's attached to it. Like, I'd like to, anyway. How fast it can Well, go. let's find out. It Wait, is did you, did you say higher. Higher. higher? higher. Okay. It is higher. Yeah. Woo! It is $9,345. Hello, transportation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. George says if someone gets this, there better be a motorized shark suit. <gasps> oh. Yeah. That way, Abby could be chasing a shark down the road. I was, I was thinking running. Music? That was, yeah. That yeah that was my chasing, but then surfing as well. That was, that was it. Cute. Well, guys, this has been What's the Price? It's been very interesting, but it's been very fun. Yeah. Did you have fun? I had fun. Now we're moving on to What's the Word? Today we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking more about how to get into rest, and we're having a special Q&A conversation. Uh, right now. So guys, if you have any questions about rest, put in the comments now. And we want to encourage you to share the broadcast. Thank you for backing me up. We want to encourage you to share the broadcast as well because this is going to be life-changing. So guys, we'll see you in just one second for What's the Word. <laughs> Thank you.
what's the word? Uh, hey, everybody. A, yeah. Hi. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt. I was, you. I was trying to throw it in there, like in the in between mm -hmm. what uh. you were saying, but I missed. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Well, I, the, the funny thing is I felt bad for interrupting you, and, and I was the one talking. No, no. No, no. All right, well, guys, welcome to What's the Word. It's going to be a good broadcast. Do us a favor, mm -hmm. share the broadcast, like it, spread the word, because it's going to be awesome. Also, let us know, who are you, and where are you? Who are you? Put that you? in the comments. Who? Who are who, who? you? <laughs> Mr. Will called it. Wait, I, I didn't catch it. I, uh, I went I to Alice in Wonderland. That's what I was thinking, Alice in mm -hmm. Wonderland. Yeah. Maybe it was it. Who are you? Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. Hi. I almost wore my Blaze sweatshirt. You have one yeah. too. No, I, I was telling him he could have still put it on and we I would have just been his mini me. <laughs> and then I was like, nah. <laughs> and then he definitely didn't put it on. Wait, you, you're saying when you saw he was wearing his, you chose not to wear yours? Mm -mm. No, no, okay. I already, already made chosen. the decision. You already but, made the decision. Yeah. But oh, okay. I, I helped solidify the decision. <laughs> <laughs> he, he helped to confirm I made a good way. <laughs> I made a good decision. I don't, I don't know that I've really heard you, or heard, seen you wear like a hoodie like that. Do you, do you have? I have a couple. Do you wear hoodies? I'll actually have a few more here shortly. Oh, really? That's exciting. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You got some? You Oh. It's on the NFT, so there's a, there's a hoodie they're supposed to be sending, actually three of them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, hallelujah. And, buddy, you got one coming, too, one or two? Yeah, two. Yeah, awesome. Two hoodies. Ah, ah. Ah. So, let's see. We're like... Oh, oh hello. Guys. Hey, guys, y'all are here, <laughs> too. Hey. Sorry, we're having a conversation. <laughs> Whoops. All right, so let's see. I see Kevin Nowicki. When I have to believe God for that surfboard, I understand. <laughs> Abby says, hi, I'm Abby. That's who she is. Abby's watching from the green screen. Is she really now? Is that so? Let's just see and find out if she's actually watching from the green screen. Oh, no, I heard her. Oh, there we go. <laughs> she is. Right is that there. how you watch? <laughs> That's how I watch. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Jolney says, hi, I'm here, Kevin Nowicki, pastor with the Pete Townsend. See, he called it, too. Uh, Jolney says, I like your sweater, Marky. She bought it for me. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> and then uh, Kelly Berardi says, hello, the Berardi family watching from Riverview. Hello, Berardi family, good to see you. Kevin Nowicki watching from Highway 49 Landfill in Harrisburg. George K. Two hoodies. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Picked up on it. <laughs> two, two, two hoodies. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. I don't. I'm confused. <laughs> it's the count on Sesame Street. He, I, but what is he taught every person okay. my age how to count. <laughs> yes, yes, I remember that, but I didn't know if it was something connected to hoodies. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. So no. all this week we've been talking about. Well, on Monday we talked about. 2022, <laughs> and that we are moving into a year of multiplied increase. It was interesting because I saw Dr. Rodney the other day come on and he said, what started in 2021 is only to continue yeah. in 2022. That's exactly what I was saying yeah. on, on Monday is 
Don't let don't drop your faith because the year turned. No, it's time to go up. It's it's not just increase, it's multiplied increase. So we talked about that on Monday. And then for the rest of the week, we've been talking about the power of rest. And if you didn't see the last two days, the anointing of God was on it. Listen, right now, like the broadcast, share, subscribe, put that link out there, share it, hit the notification bell if you haven't done that before. Uh, we welcome you here and we praise God for you. Today we're going to talk about that and talk about the rest that we've talked about over the last couple. Because I know, like after the first day, you had to you had the great opportunity of closing the broadcast, and you were kind of a wreck over there. I was. I was sitting there, so, and like uh, I looked at <laughs> I looked at Buddy, and I was like, I was like, do you want to do the do you want to do the outro? And he was like, well, I mean, you're sitting in the chair, <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll do it. And then I, like we're going li- like I'm going live and I'm like how do I do this right now because the anointing was so strong and yeah. and it's it's really amazing because it's it even as we're here sitting here just in the studio the anointing is so strong that we're sitting here receiving constantly like I mean we're here in a place where we want to help you guys but you can, we can't be in the room and even be working and supporting without also receiving because yeah. it was so great yeah. Amen. It was, and uh, Holly Holly actually uh, told me later at Impact that night, she said, I was there, and she said, I felt the same way as Mark did. She said, I was sitting there at my work and just, you know, had to clean yeah. up my face from tears. Just yeah. the anointing was powerful yeah. on that. And uh, so if you haven't watched Tuesday and Wednesdays talking about the power of rest and entering into rest and applying that, definitely wa- watch that. Uh, Julie yeah. Buck says, hello, hello, Julie. We are believing God for you. I know that you had not been feeling great, so we're praying for you and believing for you all week, and we love you. Um, my parents, by the way, I sent the link, uh, I, which you guys can do. Send the link to someone. I sent the link to my parents of the, the rest that day, uh, yeah. and uh, they both said that it blessed them a lot and that they need to hear it. Oh, praise God. That's yeah. awesome. That's a huge testimony. So Anyway, so what we want to do today is we want to talk about some of the pieces that we have talked about the last couple of days. I want to interact with you guys, interact with uh, Barrett and Abigail over on the green screen, and um, hear what you got out of it, what questions you have. I know we had a question from yesterday, I think from Grayson, and uh, what are things that you had that you saw that really stuck out to you? What are questions that you have about rest? I know Holly sent me a message uh, yesterday uh, with a question. I'll have to go back and review what that is. And uh, But what questions do you have, and can you see how rest is a weapon and peace is a weapon against the enemy and how it is a power of God? And we're supposed to be in that all the time. But the truth is we amen that, and this is what I really started with, is we amen that and we agree with it, and we know that it's true, but almost nobody actually walks in it. You know, we And it comes down to... The truth be told, we trust God up to a, a point, and then when it goes beyond that and costs us what we perceive as too much in the flesh, yeah. we, we're not at rest with that. We're like, this is too hard, you know, and that's where our rest ends, and that's where I, what I've found is I've come up to that line multiple times in my spiritual walk and said, who else am I going to believe, Lord? Like, it's, I can't stop. If I, if I don't go beyond this line here with you, then I might as well not serve you because I'm, 
That's who you are. To say that I can't go beyond this line is to say that you're not worthy of telling the truth. You're not worthy of being that. And so I found that it's directly tied to how absolutely we actually trust and believe God. And the more we trust and believe God, the more at rest and at peace we will be. And if you see somebody operating in that, many times that's the issue is they simply trust God on a different level. And have. And for me, I can say I made the decision to do that. It wasn't easy on my flesh, but it was easy for my spirit, man. So anyway, I want to hear uh, from... Uh, Barrett and Abigail, uh, what did y'all see? What questions did y'all have? Same thing with you guys. So let's, uh, whoever is ready to go first, start talking. Um, well, you know, yesterday, while, while you were kind of sharing just about, you know, how the biblical evidence of faith is rest, you know, you were going through Hebrews 3 and 4, and that just really struck me. Um, and that's been one of the things that, that, um, that I, like, I remember when um, I, we first moved here. Karina and I, and neither of us had a, had any income at that point, right. and we had our rent was due like the next day, and we were we went to your house and we were talking and and like we were like I, I, we don't know what we're gonna do and and um, as we were talking, uh, you asked me because I thought I thought I'm in faith you know I'm in faith over this whole situation because and, and and it you know like it, it really brings to a question like how many times do people believe they're in faith but they're not because i was saying i'm in faith and you said are you at rest i think no he's like and then you said then are you in faith oh no (laughs) (laughs) but but when that but when that revelation came because i because well obviously you were there because you're the one who told it to me all of a sudden a big smile came on my face because i recognized i'm not in faith (laughs) but now i know where i was missing it you know and and i was and like that revelation came to me and all of a sudden, like, once that, that hit me, all of a sudden, like, I felt that rest and that peace. That's probably the main reason why I smiled, not because yeah. I'm not in faith, but, like, <laughs> no, now I can, I, I recognize yeah. the attack of the enemy trying to get me out of rest, and then, and then the bill was paid. You know, it all worked yeah. out. Like, God yeah. provided. But, but, and I've, like, the, the funny thing is I've been able to apply that, like, multiple times, in, in especially regarding finances like yeah. if i find myself getting out of rest i, I kind of rein myself back in and say no god if if he worked it out then he'll work it out now right. and he always has he's right. never failed right. um the the thing that you know that kind of is that struck me yesterday is yes in the area of finances i've been able to rein that in a lot better but there's other areas of my life that i hadn't reined in as well yeah. you know yeah. that i've allowed those things to get me out of rest and, and so, you know, I, I find it interesting. It, but what was striking me yesterday is those other areas are no different, you know, yeah, than, yeah. than that area of finances. So if I'm able to find rest in that, yeah. knowing that God's going to work it out, it's the same thing in all those other areas. You know, like yes. that, that's what yeah. really what the Lord was really showing me yesterday was like the area like of, of soul winning that had always been a that had, you know, it used to really great my flesh and I would get yeah. out of rest and I would get fearful just talking to someone like I can apply that same the, the yes. same principle yes. to that and and I shouldn't yeah. let that affect me either um yeah but yeah that's just what was that's a great revelation and that's when you start to realize that faith is faith you just mm-hmm. apply it to the different uh area that you need it so yeah. if I can learn faith and finances I can apply that same faith to healing and yeah. I do you know mm-hmm. I can apply that same faith to uh, fasting you know mm-hmm. I can apply it in whatever area it is 
uh, the, the principles yeah. of the kingdom are the same, yeah. you know. And so one of the things I think that was very important for you, and I think this is very important, a lot of times people, what I found, and I found it with me first, of course, is that I thought I was in faith when I wasn't. And then a lot of times I'll, see, I'll hear people make this statement like, well, they were in faith. Like, and, I'll, and I'll think, you don't know that. There are so many variables to faith. There's so many variables to actually faith working and manifesting. It's not hard. It's just there's there's variables there, and you don't know all those variables. Yeah. I would say only God knows the variables. Most of the time, the person doesn't know if they're in faith or not. And yeah. Based off of what we've you know seen and found yeah. in the Word, there's so many different variables. And uh, I think y'all are in, did I go in the impact class? Y'all were looking at what I taught on it. Did I go over some of the variables of faith yet? If not, it'll no. be in the next week I don't or think two. We have yet. But uh, there, there's like you know, there, there's about seven or eight of them I can just rattle off. Like, yeah. were you in this? Did did you do this? Was this happening? You know, mm. and um, and people think that they're in faith just because they mentally agree with it. And so one of the things was in that meeting that you're talking about is. I said, were you in faith or were you in God's mercy? And you were like, <laughs> you know, it was mercy. You know, we thought we were in faith, but yeah. what we were doing was we were attempting faith, but we weren't actually there yet. Yeah. And, and recognizing that helps us grow to the normal of faith instead of staying at a below average curve of what the normal of society has been. Let's come on up to the normal of God's word instead of the normal of society because society's, society's definition of faith has not been working. Yeah. You can yeah. see that every day. Society and church society's definition yeah. of faith has not been working. So let's, let's not you know, bottle ourselves down there, but let's un, uncork it and actually move on to what God is. But that's going to take a judgment of ourselves. And that's what happened with you in that in that moment. Yeah. And and one of those major factors is the rest. You know, I watch it all the time as people are more, they're more agitated for things for me than I am. I'm like, I'm not worried about that. Why are you worried about that? You know, I'm at rest over this issue. So not all the time. I mean, I have my moments where I have to, I, all right, calm yourself down, Brian, you know, and I have to get in rest myself, you know, yeah. but um, I have I have that as well, but and there's a moment you have to you have to see that like even Jesus was at rest when he was driving out the money changers. Yeah. Like how is that possible? But it is possible because he never sinned. He's in rest and that's a part of faith. So he was actually in peace, but he had a righteous indignation that needed to be settled and and drive out those money changers out of the temple. He was at rest when he called the Pharisees, you whitewashed tombs, right? Um, which, you know, but at the same time, he was at rest in front of his accusers when he was completely silent. And so you see this humility and the rest working in all these different areas. And it's important to recognize that and to see that. So just because you see somebody that's loud doesn't mean that they're not humble, right? Just because yeah. you see somebody is quiet doesn't mean that that person's humble either, yeah. you know? It, you see, it's just because you see somebody that's, in front of people and being strong, that doesn't mean they're at rest in, in their inner man, you know, in their, in their core of who they are. That yeah. doesn't mean that. 
So you watch the fruit of that. And just because you see somebody who's going after something and they're aggressive after it, that doesn't mean they're not at rest either. They can be at rest right while they're while they're doing that, you know. So that's yeah. it's a great revelation that you had that one day. And yeah. I just I praise God for it because it it really was a great thing. So Yeah. Well, I like I was just thinking like a lot of, like I've seen people trying to rebuke the enemy. But from a position of fear, not rest. You know, yes. Like, In yes. Jesus' name, get out of here. And it's like, it's like, is that? Are you coming from a position of, of rest point. and faith and authority? No, this. No, you have no right here. Or, yeah. Or Great point. If if I don't fix this, I'm gonna die. You know, like like having that rest is key. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, something that you mentioned um, in impact. You mentioned the impact class. It's it's a little bit off topic, but it, it for me it's it's kind of connected. Is you were talking about that pyramid of the hope, yeah. faith, and love, yeah. and it was um, I really got some revelation on it. I wrote it down. I wish I had it exactly the way that you said it, and it was so simple. But it's one of those times of the Holy Spirit hi- highlights something simple, yeah. yeah, but something that is like this is this is you need to know, understand this. You yes. need to know this. Yes. And you were talking about how. Uh, faith is supported by love. Yes. And faith I know, worketh by love. Yes. Yeah. And so often when I've tried to be in faith, I have been in legalism. And I've had so many times where I've come to you and Pastor Nicole for prayer over something, asking for agreement, asking just, okay, how, how, do, I, how do I pray over this? Or what, how, what do I need to do kind of thing? And, and a lot of times I would get so caught up in the words yeah. I've had you, like, many times had that experience of getting so caught up in the words of how exactly do I pray over this situation? What exactly do I need to say? And you you guys have just encouraged me just, like, um, to, to, to step out in faith and just start praying because I'm like, what exactly do I need to right. say right now? What are the right. exact words? And as I'm doing that, I'm, I'm totally stepping out of love. I'm totally yeah. stepping out of God's... God's love, God's mercy and grace, and just stepping into this, like, it's just a task to be done. And without that love, that faith, like, That's my right. faith doesn't work in that way. That's right. And so often for me, I feel like the the love of God, the mercy of God, and, and that he, I can trust him, and that that has been missing in my faith, so that my faith has just been like, yeah, it's not worked. Yeah. Well, faith worketh by love, so one of the things... That what you're talking about is I made a, basically a triangle with love as the base, right? And then that supports faith. And then Hebrews 11.1 1 says, you know, uh, faith is the substance or the support of things hoped for. And so hope is on the top. So hope represents the manifestation. In other words, hope is what gets manifested, what we hope in. So we hope in the promise of God. We hope in the nature of God. We, we hope in a word from God. We put our hope in, that, in his promises, in his word, in his character and nature. So faith actually, that's what faith manifests. So if you don't have hope, you can be in faith but not have a word that you're in hope for and there's nothing to manifest. Yeah. Well, the same thing, faith and hope rest on love because faith works by love. So if you take either one of those blocks out of there, you're not going to have a manifestation. And if we're not in love, then, and it says, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So a lot of times people are trying to be in faith over something that God hadn't said. 
You know, well, I'm believing God, you know, for this mansion or this super nice car or whatever, or this thing to happen or for this, this, you know, man or this woman or this, you know, this spouse or whatever. I'm believing for this, but God hadn't said that. And so you're trying to apply faith to something that God hasn't said. Now, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments, he says. So you're not keeping his commandments. You're keeping your own commandment. Now you're not in love. Faith's not going to work. Yeah. Faith's not going to work. And um, I think, actually, if uh, Miss Patty Jean is watching, I think that's actually what we were talking about when you were asking that question the other day. So um, when we actually don't hear from the Lord on it and we don't have a word on it, we don't have a promise or his character and nature, we're outside of love. So the other thing about love is if we go into being legalistic, you know, if I hold a gun to your head and say, do this, right, now I'm holding you to a law, I'm holding you to a legal thing, you better do this or else. You're not doing that action by love. No. You're not, you're not, love is a choice and a commitment to give unconditionally at the leading of God. You're not making a choice out of unconditional giving. You're making a choice conditional because if I don't do it, you're going to shoot me, you know, yeah. or this is going to hurt or it's going to be painful. So when we start operating by, I've got to do it this way, and I've got to get all these legal things just right, we're actually doing it by force, because if I don't have it all right, I'm in the law, we're out of love. We're, it's not the royal law of love written on our hearts, what the Word talks about. And so because of that, we're not in love, and we're trying to put faith there, yeah. and we're backing it with this legalistic structure. Yeah. That's not love. I'm That's not because I want to. I've definitely not been yeah. impressed in those moments. So yeah, I've yeah. Try to apply faith because, like the gun situation, if I don't, this will be bad, and something bad will happen. Yes. I have yeah. that pressure. I need to have faith right now. Yeah. There's yeah. no rest in that. And when there's no rest, rest is a symptom of being in that faith. Because if you're truly in faith, you believe that you have received. If you're truly in faith, automatically what's going to come out of you is glory to God. This is done. So if I'm going, like, this is not done, you know, I'm not in rest. I'm, I'm praying, but I am not in faith. Yeah. And rest is a, it's a precursor to that faith working. You know, yeah. we have to enter into that. And so you can yeah. see if we're, if we're like, no, this, is, I, this better work. If this doesn't work, you know, if we're in that frenzy on the inside, we're not yeah. in faith. Yeah. yeah, and I really have appreciated your clarifying question of, like, after I prayed, you've been like, did you receive? Did you, did you receive what you prayed for? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, I prayed, I did it, but if I'm being honest, yeah. I don't believe that I received. Yeah. I, I, my, my faith wasn't there. Like, yes, yeah. So these little, these little nuts and bolts of faith is what really produces the fruit of God in our life and the manifestation of the promises or not. And this is the kind of, and it's not... And some people could say, well, you're going back to legalism on the nuts and bolts. No, what we're showing is how you get your heart right. Because if you get your heart right, it's not, a, it's not the legalism. It's, okay, here's something I need to change concerning my heart, concerning the core of who I am and how I operate. And I'm not going back to a legalism. I'm going back actually to a relationship. Yeah. See, this is about, rest is about relationship. You know, yeah. it's about fellowship. Do you know him? 
do you know him? Do you know who he is? Do you know his character? You know, and that, that reminds me, and that's something I want to talk about before we finish today, is the intimate fellowship. So just if we don't hit that somewhere in these questions, make sure I talk about that. So, but do we know him? And when we know him, see, I don't go into prayer wondering if he's longing to do good things. Yeah. Yeah. I know he's not withholding any good thing from those who walk uprightly. He longs, he delights in the prosperity of his servant. Beloved, above all things, I wish that you prosper and be in health even as you saw. I don't go into prayer wondering if he's like, well, let's see if he prays good and then I'll release it based off of what he does. You know, <laughs> that, That's not how it works. But yet that's how many of us have been taught. That's how our society has taught us. And that's how many of our churches have taught us. But that's not who God is. God's already released all of that. It's just basically when we use faith, it unlocks it and drops in into our lives that way. When, when I, sh- I shared the broadcast on Tuesday, um, Tuesdays in particular stuck out to me. And when I posted it on my Facebook page, one of the things I said was, I don't care if you've heard on the subject of rest a hundred times, mm-hmm. go listen to it again. Because one of the things that... I have realized that I've done in the past a good bit is I have learned and then I've just applied the same thing. So for example, there's one time when George and I were traveling and our routine, our routine had been to rent a car when we went out of town and it just, it wasn't easy. It wasn't light. We were talking to pastor and he's like, well, what did the Lord say this time? And it was like, it was so small and simple, Mm -hmm. but we realized oh, we took what God said this one time and assumed that it was the standard every time. Yeah. And so that had been a ditch of mine is, was just I heard what God said and I would just do mm-hmm. because I'd, I'd want to be obedient. So going back to Tuesday, Tuesday's broadcast in particular was really important for me because over the weekend, like Sunday and Monday, I had some physical things try and attack symptoms, just different stuff that was honestly like it, it hurt. Like there were different things that like physically hurt at that point in time. And when it had tried to start sun, Sunday morning before church, like I woke up and I, I'm, I know this, like yeah. I know these things, like I've heard these things. You've heard me minister these things before. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it wasn't in my spirit. I woke up and I was like, no, this has no right to be here. Absolutely not. And so I put into works my faith Mm -hmm. I did works and Sunday night came and I woke up in the middle of the night again with a physical thing hitting me and in that moment fear tried to come in and grip because the count the opposite of rest is being in fear like it's not just you're out of rest you're in a place of fear and fear tried to come in and make me doubt what I knew it was do you actually are you actually do you believe what you say you believe do you actually have faith on this and that thought tried to be there and I'd rebuke it and put it down and be like no and it was this whole stupid system of no that's not me like that's I don't believe that and I said the right things I did the right I did some of the right things and it just it wasn't working and my faith wasn't wasn't working and it was so frustrating because I'm like I'm doing everything I know to do I've done everything I've that I would tell anyone else to do I've played the word you know just different things I did everything that we knew to do 
And we came into the broadcast and pastor gets to the very end of it. And because he is talking about like, what do you do when you're out of breath? And he's gone through. And the whole time I'm like, okay, I've done this. I have done this. I have done this. Okay, well, at least I'm doing the things right. Like, but he gets to the end about, are you actually trusting him? And when he brought that point up, I realized I wasn't. Like that fear, that little sliver of fear had come in that had made me concerned that God wasn't going to do it fast enough, that I would hurt maybe for a while, that it would be a prolonged process. Whatever it was had tried to come into my brain and make me believe that it would take a long time. And as pastors ministering on trusting in the Lord, I'm just over like in the corner bawling because I was like, oh my gosh, Lord, Mm -hmm. how many times this past year has pastor preached on the two parts of life and I missed it like in this moment, I've missed it for two days when it would have been so easy (laughs) before I did any of the other stuff, like going through the law and the works that pastor and Marky, I swallowed like weird, that pastor and Marky were just talking about before I did any of the stuff. I needed to go to him first, not in a, I need you to do this for me. This is hurting. This is here, blah, blah, blah. But in a Lord, I just need you. You're what I need right now. And had I done that first, I'm sure nothing would yeah. have been there. Everything like got heaped on top of it. Just, it was stupid because I didn't go to him first and draw on the rest of God, like resting in the two parts of life, they go hand in hand because you can't be in rest without truly going to him first. And so as soon as pastor like led us to pray about the Lord, I trust you, Lord, you're going to have to figure this out for me because I don't know how to figure it out, but I'm just going to abide with you right now. I'm going to be with you. I love you, Lord. I'm sorry for not trusting you. I'm not going to move out of relationship. Even though physical symptoms were still trying to attack and be there, I was like, no, I trust my God. I don't care what this looks like. I trust you. And Mm -hmm. like the girls can tell you through the rest of the day, like there are different things that still tried to be there. But I got home that night and I went to bed and I was like, Lord, I trust you. You're going to let me sleep through the night. It's not going to hurt when I wake up in the morning because you love me more than I, more than I love me. You love me. And I woke up the next morning. Perfect. There wasn't an issue because God did that. But I had to get to that point of, I I, I should have come to you first before I just started acting and doing and going and working my faith and doing all the spiritual principles I know to do. The first spiritual thing I should have done was Go to God yeah. right. and just draw on him. Be with him because in his presence, there's fullness of joy and there's that life. There's that hope. There's that strength. And if I'm truly with him, there's not going to be anything to be out of rest about. Yeah. So if I'd started there, everything else would have handled itself Sunday <laughs> and it would have been yeah. fine. And Monday and Tuesday would have been great. And no one would have had to see me cry in the corner, <laughs> but <laughs> praise God that he's faithful and kind in those moments. Even if you heard it a hundred times and you know what the word says to do, we start with him first, truly going to him. That's what the difference is. <laughs> Amen. Amen. 
Well, and that and that's what it comes down to is just trust. It's like what we said. Uh, they entered that rest in Hebrews four. They entered the rest because of their belief, and they or they couldn't enter that rest because of their unbelief. And so we rest is a place where it's so easy and so light. And it doesn't mean that there's not physical things that are going on and challenges and things like that that are going on. It means that in the midst of those challenges, you allow rest to be there and you rest in the arms of God instead of resting in the troubles of the world. And that, it, that takes, a lot of times though, what we do is we put our life on the line to make that choice or we put what is precious to us on the line to make that choice. But I'm telling you from experience, once you make that choice, it's one of the best things mm -hmm. you've ever done. Yeah. Like it is one of the best things you've ever done. And it's so much easier. It's so much, it's like it, it just, you can just move through things and, and things work and it's so much. And, and I know when I made those choices to go into rest and just go all in and absolute trust and faith with God, right? And, and there's moments where I had to go back and renew that. But when I made those choices, all of a sudden, one of the things that I found was like, man, this is so easy. Why didn't I do this years ago? You know, and it, it's like that, kind of like that with the Holy Spirit. A lot of people, when they finally get filled with the Holy Spirit, they've been fighting it, you know, and they're like, why didn't I do this? You see that all the time. This is great. Why didn't I do this? You know, and when you see people enter, finally choose and put their life on the line and say, I'm choosing to trust you. Yeah. And I'm putting all of my stuff on the line, everything. Everything I am, I'm putting it on the line. All of a sudden, somebody goes, oh, my goodness. Why did, not, why did I not do this earlier? This is one of those moments, you know. I think it's one of those things, like, and at least for me it has been, that when you would tell me to do this, and mm -hmm. it, or whether it be to rest or to go be with the Lord, whatever it was, I would feel like I wasn't being productive like, yeah. it, like right. there's a problem that I can physically see in front of me and, and pastors are saying, well, rest or go be with God. And it's like, <laughs> oh, great, super, sure will. And for me, because I couldn't tangibly at that time, I couldn't mm -hmm. tangibly see a result. The flesh draws you to the things that you can physically see. You know, it's like... Yeah. I can spend time with the Lord or I can do X, Y, Z that are tangible and I'm physically the one doing it. It's yeah. what I realize, And I realized that when I started praying more, how often I would say, is there anything else I can do other than pray? Because I thought that the, uh, the things other than praying were bigger and more important yeah. because so often we can't see in front of us anyway what's the... Like, I, I know what I'm wanting to say. Yeah. So often it feels inconvenient to the flesh to mm -hmm. have to pause or to have to do something that can't necessarily be measured tangibly. Even yeah. pausing right there to hear from the Lord was a work on my flesh of, okay, well, they're going to all be watching <laughs> me awkwardly sit here while I hear from the Lord. But what's more important, yeah. taking that time to make sure that you're hearing from him and that you're receiving from him yeah. or everybody else's thoughts or what physically makes you feel good or comfortable or feeling productive or, or like you're doing something. There's nothing more productive than being with God. 
There's nothing yeah. more productive than doing it his way. Even if you can't tangibly see a result in that moment, it's happened in the spirit realm. Yeah. Well, I know I, like, I struggled for years of trying to be in rest, and it never happened because, not because it doesn't work, but because I was trying to make it yeah. so much more complicated than right. it was. And it never clicked with me until one day, um, just, I was getting, I'm like, I'm, I'm living frantically every day, yeah. and it's terrible. It's terrible to not live in rest because it's not the will of God. It's not what God has planned for us. We're not made to live outside of rest. That's why That's it feels right. so terrible. We're made to live in rest. So when we're not in rest, it feels terrible. And I was living like that day after day after day and month after month, and it was just draining, and I was tired of it. And uh, Mom and Daddy were telling me they 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 said it, and I'm sure they had said this a hundred times before, but it just clicked that day of faith and rest, what y'all have been talking about the entire time, uh, faith and rest going hand in hand. And I had never gotten it until that day of, do you trust God? And if, if you would have asked me, I would have blown it off with full, like full mm -hmm. assurance of, of course I trust God. I there was no doubt in my mind that I didn't trust God. But then I sat and thought about each situation that I was out of rest in, and it all pointed back to me of, well, this situation, I'm worried about this situation because what if I don't handle yeah. it right? I'm worried about this, the outcome of this situation because I've got to do everything right or else, you know, it's just going to stink. And I was so worried about everything. I like things that didn't even matter. Yeah. And it all went back to, God, I trust you. And when it just got really simple, just really simple of, do I trust God? Do I trust that he's good? Do I trust that, Lord, I'm just here yeah. to listen to you. If I hear you say something, I'll do it. And if I miss it in the process, I missed it while I was trying. You're not a bad father who's yeah. going to punish me for trying and missing it. And when it just got simple of, okay, God, I trust you. Mm -hmm. It made life so simple of I have, I truly have nothing to worry yeah. about from the biggest thing to the smallest thing. Like he, yeah. he says, don't worry about what you're going to wear or what you're going to eat. Like I had worried about that. <laughs> I would, I would try to plan. I don't know what to wear today. What if I wear the wrong thing and I should have worn this and this shirt would have blessed someone. Like I, it was, it was terrible. And God is so great. He's so merciful. And it really just comes down to, do you trust him? Everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. If, if you put your trust in God, you're not going to be let down. You're not yeah. going to be disappointed. And I can tell you from experience when I put my trust in me, I was disappointed every time. And what I could do to make the situation great, I was disappointed. But when I just said, hey, God's good, and I put my trust in him, every life just got so much better. Yeah. Amen. Um, so, you know, that a lot of this, you know, the Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. There's a lot yeah. of, like, and you were saying earlier that, you know, like, saying to be in rest does not mean like we're just pretending like nothing's going on, right? You know, because right. like you know, there, there's situations that we have to deal with that we have to overcome, and rest is one of the ways we overcome that. 
Um, but it just reminded me of the question that Grayson had yesterday, where she said, uh, she said, I've found that other, other people often talk to me about problems they're having, which I love, but my question is, how, how do I stay in rest while still honoring them in their time of need? It's a good question. <laughs> well, one thing that you'll hear me say quite often is never let the problems that somebody else has uh, become your problems. Um, that doesn't mean that you don't bear the burdens of one another. But the proper way to bear the burdens of one another is to allow the power of God to flow through you to bear that burden. Not It's not on you. If you find that you're getting weighed down by things, it generally means you either, one, shouldn't be involved, or two, you're mishandling how to do that. Um, so, for example, uh, I, would, I would answer it like this. When we first started the church and I started watching people come with prayer requests and let's say that they came with a prayer request that I couldn't meet, you know, I, I can't meet that personally for you. You know, like when you came, when you, you came, there was, you needed finances for a house and a living and everything. I have, I have enough for mine, but I can't say that I had enough for yours too, you know, uh, and so I can't meet that on my own. Like I, that's not possible. And so but my job is to help bear the burden, so what did I take you to? I took you to faith, because faith will work for me. God's not a respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. And so faith will work for you. Faith will work for you like it works for me. So I took you to that, and that was it. But when we first started the church, I saw people that would have issues like that, and they'd come up, and I want to help you, but I don't have it within my physical capability to help you do that. We got to trust God. And I remember seeing multiple people that I'm, I'm sitting there like, man, they just started coming to church. They don't have faith built up. They don't know all this scripture and stuff that I do or other people do. And I thought, good luck, you know. And, and subconsciously I'm thinking, wow, this is, this is going to have to be God, you know. And, uh, but I don't, I wasn't, especially at first, I wasn't sure that that was going to meet because I was legalistic in my faith, right? I was legalistic, like God's, God can't meet them because they're not at a high enough faith place, right? And that their faith's not enough. The beautiful thing about faith is this. God will take where you are, and if you're truly believing in it, you need to get here, but you only have this much. God will, faith makes up the difference. Mm -hmm. And I might have this much faith and, and still not be there, but need some, need to get there. And so, and I was looking at it like that. But faith, the beautiful thing about faith is, no matter how far away you are, if you have a word from God, faith will make up the difference. And, and so we don't have to have it perfectly. We just have to go to God humbly, right? He's the author and finisher of our faith. Yes. So it's not my responsibility to, to muster up that faith He's, I need to be in. Yes, he started it. He In Romans, he gave us the measure of faith, mm -hmm. and now he takes that faith and finishes it, you yeah. know. So he started it and he finishes it. I don't have to... I don't have to fill in the gap myself. Like in your situation, I didn't have to fill in the gap myself. I just... All I had to do was be obedient to what the Lord told me concerning you. And if I do that and other people do that, then you're fine. You know, if you do that, if you don't do that, then okay, you're not fine. But the issue is if we turn to the Lord, it's one of the most, it's one of the most beautiful things. And what I watched was I can remember year one, year two, 
And there'd be people coming in, they'd say, hey, I'm believing for this. And I'm thinking, okay, I'll pray with you. And I'm like, oh, God. I was like, oh, this ain't happening. That was, that's where my faith was. <laughs> and then they'd pray, and it happened. And I was like, well, son of a gun, and I'll go. <laughs> I was like, wow, it really taught me something. Because I was like, and I watched it happen two or three times. I went, man, this really is about God's love for them, regardless of where they've been at. So when I'm dealing with somebody, I don't take, like, you know, I have people all the time, they'll come and say, hey, I got to do this, and I got to do this, and I got to pay this bill, or I need, a, I need a car, I need a house. God will manifest that stuff. How many times have we seen that stuff manifest? Yeah. And so then all of a sudden we get into the point where it's ours or it's somebody we know and it's like, oh, this is a special faith project. It's a, it's a faith project. Yeah. It, that's all it is. It's not special. It's just God. God's special. That's what makes it special. You know, yeah. God will answer that prayer just like he'll answer any prayer. He'll manifest what he needs to. And so when I'm praying for like other people, neighbors, things like that, I don't take the weight of their problems on me. Why? Because I'm at rest that God can handle their issue too, just like he can handle mine. And if, I, if I'm not at rest that God, if I'm not in faith and don't trust them, they can't, then I'll take the pressure and now I feel like I've got to manifest. And what I, what I realized early on is as this church grows, we are not as a church going to be able to handle everybody's need. That's not how that's supposed to work. You know, everybody, okay, I go to church, and so now the church is supposed to pay everybody's bills that goes to church there. That's not how that works. That's not the design in the Bible. But yet you can see where people have issues where they need help here and there, and there's times where the church is the storehouse, but it's not to pay 100% of people's bills or to be their source. That's Jesus, not the church and, and not me. And so I don't need, if I try to step in to be in the source or I try to get the church to be the source, I am, in effect, supplanting Jesus as their source or God as their source, and I can't do that. That's wrong of me to do. And so that's why in the Bible you see it multiple times where somebody comes to the man of God and they go, you know, hey, uh, you need to do this for me. And he'll say, what do you want me to do for you? And then he says... Many times, what do you have? Why? Because when you yeah. plant seed, it engages your faith. When yeah. you plant a seed, it engages your faith. So it cranks up the system that will work where God is the source, and that's why that works. But if you watch it, think about this. Watch, Barrett, how many people have we paid bills for that's still here today? Um, few. I mean, well, well, like less than 10%? Yes. Yes. Yeah, less than 10% that we filled in the gap for when they were in a jam that are still here. Like that's that's you being very generous with I am being generous. I, yeah, it's not very many. Now, the issue is there's times where you do that, but the the problem is we get outside of the workings of God. And, there's one of the things that's really, really stuck out to me over, over the last few years is the, the statement that Jesus made, you do err not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. And I'm watching as people have really uh, been devastated because they just don't know the mechanics of the kingdom. They don't know about God. 
and they don't know the scripture and they don't know his power. So when we're talking about rest, the issue is they really don't know his power. They really don't believe that God can and will come through in this situation, and that's why they're not at rest in that, in that moment. So when I'm, when I'm dealing with other people, I have to remember I'm not their source, and I have to remember this. God will come through for that person. If they just turn to the Lord with their heart and say, Lord, help me, God will come through. He will come through. You know, now, and there's there's different levels of this too. Like right now, I'm I'm talking to somebody and and they're seeking the Lord and have been seeking the Lord and 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 it looks like there's pieces, a lot of pieces have been working, but it looks like there's other pieces that haven't, and they've been doing that for a long time. And that's the moment. That's the moment where you have to decide. Am I absolutely in trust with God? And I've been there. I've been at both of these places myself, and I've helped people through these places. But that's the moment where you have to decide, am I willing to absolutely put my whole life on the line? Because, Lord, I don't care what it looks like. Like Job in Job chapter 1, I will worship you. I trust you, right? And that moment, things change. That's That's a defining moment in people's lives when everything's on the line, it looks like it's not working, but Lord, no matter what I see, no matter what I feel, I'm not, I'm not moving by sight, I'm moving by faith. And that trust, all of a sudden, the, the, um, just the confidence of that trust comes in, and it's the most beautiful thing, and you're like, oh my goodness, why didn't I do this earlier? It's, it's such a great thing, and it makes it so much easier, because now you can apply that to f- future faith projects, you apply it there, and all of a sudden that works, and then that works, and that works. And, and we've had our times where we've been believing God for a long time. It didn't look like it's working. Then all of a sudden it's like, you know, and it just it's like, wow, look at all these blessings, you know. And uh, Just trust God. You'll never lose by trusting God. Remember what he says? He says in Romans 5, I believe it is, he says, hope in me, my hope, you will not be disappointed. Yeah. Hope in me, you will not be disappointed, Right? And that's one of the beauties of it. So when I'm, when I'm, um, <laughs> Kevin, Pastor Brian, jerking some knots in some tails today. <laughs> no, I'm helping, I'm helping. Yeah. But uh, Kevin said, y'all ever felt like there was a spotlight on you? I have felt, felt that way. So <laughs> he said, boy, is it hot in here. <laughs> that's awesome. That's all. Awesome. Everybody's been at that place. You know, everybody's been there. And uh, Kelly said, when you plant a seed, it engages your faith. She also had a question mm-hmm. yeah, she, um, mm-hmm. she about how to believe God for as a parent. Is how, that, yeah, how, how to, to stay, stay in rest as a parent. How to stay in rest as a parent. Well, it's the same thing. You know, remember, staying in rest, come to me and I will give you rest in Matthew 11. You have to come to him, but another part of that is to do things his way. So there is, first, first thing with being a parent is you have to go to God for help to parent. Yeah. Um, we needed help to parent, but you also have to do it his way. And and one of the things that you see is that God has a way of parenting children. And the way of parenting children is not to let them make all the decisions, but, and, but to actually guide them, make the decisions for them up to a point, teach them how to make decisions. And one of the things that you see is like spare the rods, pull the child, whereas uh, one of the things that I've seen is that this society and the atmosphere that we're living in today, there's this false thing. It's a, it's a horrible, dangerous thought is that, 
well, I don't want to correct my kids because I'm destroying their personality. No, you're teaching them a new personality. You're teaching them a personality that's going to take them into very bad places. And uh, one of the things that I've found is with our kids, uh, the Lord, we sought the Lord on this early on, and we've really you know, been blessed by it, by following what he showed us, was that we started teaching them to think for themselves and to make the right decisions, not because of just a legalistic law of do this, don't do that, but why is this right? How does this line up with Scripture? And we made those corrections. Generally, by the time our kids, and some, you know, like Barrett can attest to this, generally by the time our kids were five, we really didn't have any problems That's out true. of them anymore. Huh? It's true. Yeah, and, and so we really didn't have any issues out of them anymore after that because we taught them before they were five. Well, a lot of people don't even start you know, disciplining till they're five. Well, by that time, you've already got a lot of habits that now you're going to have to overcome. So one of the things about being in rest with your children is you've got to do it God's way, and you can't take on this idea, ideology that, uh, that the world has. You have to do it God's way, and it's, and it's a blessing. It's such a blessing, and you want to be around people and people tell you, man, your kids are so good. I want my kids to be around you. That's a good feeling. <laughs> and it's a good testimony to the character and nature of God. And uh, you don't want people that, are, that are, are watching rebellious kids and kids with problems in that way. And so that's a way to have rest is to do it God's way. But also with your kids, one of the major problems with children that I've seen is that people are fearful over their kids. And they've been taught that fear is natural over their kids, and they don't realize it, but they actually open up the door uh, for calamity and tragedy to happen and problems to happen with their kids because they're so fearful over that. They have to recognize that fear and put it down, and that comes back to trusting God. Lord, I trust you. But I'm also, I'm not... um, (laughs) I'm not um, I'm not confessing the wrong things over my kids either. Like if they're playing up on the back of the couch, I'm not going to tell them, get off that couch, you're going to break your neck. You know, yeah. um, I'm not confessing those wrong things. Again, it's doing the things, it's doing the things that you need to do and the godly things that you need to do and going about it that way. So uh, I hope that, is there anything else that y'all had on that with the children? The only other thing that I, it goes hand in hand with what you're saying. I never realized, you say all the time, it's never normal to worry. Yeah. It's never normal to worry about your children. Like, there's no healthy fear. And I, I amend you and I agreed with you, but it wasn't until George and I became pregnant with our daughter that I recognized how easy it is to fall into that trap because it was immediate. Like immediately, as soon as we found out we were pregnant, fear and unrest tried to come from all sorts of different sides. So just the importance of what you're saying really resonated with me and still resonates with me. I refuse to be out of rest. I refuse to be in fear. I refuse to. If I don't understand something, you and Pastor Nicole are going to get so many phone calls and so (laughs) many messages because instead of being okay with, well... 
I'm gonna stay kind of scared here or kind of uncertain here and mm -hmm. I'll just figure it out and it'll be fine and allowing even the remotest bit of fear to live I'm mm -hmm. gonna kill that stuff dead and we're gonna do it together with the anointing so that way my child can be raised with the same sort of testimonies as yours you, you, yeah. your kids Abby Eo and Luke gave me hope to have children, and that's not, I'm not saying it because she's right beside me, but truly, I've never seen children raised in the anointing, carrying like a grace and a joy and a peace of never in my life until I came here, and I'm like, it can be done, and you yeah. can be a happy parent, yeah. and nobody has to be mad all the time. No clue it could be done. It can be, because I've, I've watched it. Yeah. Well, again, we don't take our cues. We shouldn't take our cues from what's normal in the world. We should take our cues from what's normal in the Word. And we look around. I mean, I can't tell you somebody whose kids are generally not jacked up. You know, most everybody has kids that are kind of jacked up, at least in some way. And if we just took that as the norm, then we wouldn't even, you know, shot for that, you know. But I just didn't believe that was so. You know, I would hear I would hear even preachers tell me they would say, "Well, you know, you can raise them, but when they hit their teenage years, you know, I'll just be praying for you." I'm like, "What is that?" Yeah. I mean, that's not faith, first of all, and second of all, I just believe that it it doesn't have to be that way. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't, and and it hasn't been that way. We've not experienced that at all, and um, you know, it's it's just one of those things where. You, as you believe, so be it under you. Now, I will say there is a teaching. It's an older teaching um, that you can still find on our on our website where it goes over how to raise kids. And, mm -hmm. and um, one of the major things that people do is everything their kid does, they fix it for them. You know, if a kid makes, if a kid causes a mess, don't fix it for them. Yeah. Help them know how to fix it but don't fix everything because you're teaching that kid that there's no cause and effect. There's no consequences. That's not biblical. God says, whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. God is not mocked. There is cause and effect. Uh, the parable of the talents. One, well done, good and faithful servant. The other one, you, know, you wicked and lazy servant. There is cause and effect. And the kids need to see that there's cause and effect. You don't allow the full effect to come on them but you do allow them to see, this costs me if I don't think through this. But uh, that's one thing is you don't fix it for them and um, not, you don't fix everything for them. The other thing is you teach them how to think through it. In other words, you know, one of the statements in that teaching is, uh, oh no, what, what are, are you gonna, gonna do, do about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, like, oh mom, dad, this is going on. Oh no, what are you gonna do about that? Yeah. And what you're doing is you're teaching them to draw on God now, and we'll do that with, with Luke, who's eight. You know, we, we've done that for years with him already. Oh no, what are you gonna do about that? And we're teaching him how to think through that, how to process mm -hmm. that, how to pull and rely on God at an early age so he doesn't have to learn it as an adult and break a bunch of bad habits. Uh, ultimately, one view of kids to take the pressure off of kids is, um, is you are a representation of God. And so if you give your word, your word should be your word. So don't make stupid statements like, you do that, I'm going to ground you for 30 years. You know, don't say that because your word, if, if you, the kid thinks that you'll break your word like that, they're going to think that God will break his word yeah. like that. So don't make statements like that. Make it easy on yourself. 
so there's more. I mean, we could talk on that uh, all the time. <laughs> Amen. Kevin said, boomerang kids are stalwart. They are well-behaved in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, Hannah had a question. She said, what if those burdens or problems are family-related, and how do we stay in rest and shine the love of God to those situations? Um, smile a lot. <laughs> Just when you stay in the rest and the peace of God and you're like, here, here's the thing. Nicole and I went through years and years of the people in our families and, you know, not all of them, but we went through years and years of the people in our families pretty much thinking that we were crazy and thinking that we had jumped on, you know, some Holy Ghost bandwagon and, and um, they didn't know what to think about us. But as they watched the blessing of God manifest in our lives, we didn't get it all right, but over time, you keep going after God and making him first and resting in him, the blessings start piling up. And as those blessings started to pile up and the power and the anointing became stronger and stronger, it caught their attention. And so we're even, I even saw fruit over this last holiday season I've never seen before where people are actually coming and asking questions and asking prayer. And we're talking about people that are, that are older than we are, um, but they're coming. And so the way, to, the way to deal with family issues is understand this. It's not your job to fix them. Mm. Two, you can't make choices for them. Three, their bad choices should never make uh, uh, you make a bad choice. So their bad choices shouldn't make you have a bad choice as well. Four, staying in your lane is the best thing that you can do. Smile, you know, do you not go? Well, there may be a couple of times where the Lord tells you not to go, but overall, you should probably still go. And um, you, to family events, things like that, even if there's problems, be the light. Bring the glory of God. Bring the peace, you know. Bring the peace into that, into that thing and into that, you know, holiday gathering or whether you be the one that brings that peace. You be the one that stands with the testimony. You know, that doesn't mean you walk in and you tell everybody what God's doing. You just you don't have to say anything, but the but you never let their problems come on you. And you don't let their bad choices come on you in a sense that that now makes me make a bad choice. So let's say that somebody at the, um, let's say that uh, somebody at a holiday gathering is like they, they've decided that, that they you know, have a problem with you. Well, okay, they can have a problem with me all they want to. And a lot of times that's spiritual. That can be spiritual in nature. But I'm not going to respond to them and chew them out and cuss them out yeah. because they made that, put them in their place. How dare they talk to me? I'm a child of the king. I'll tell you what. Well, prove it by actually being gentle, you know. <laughs> prove it by forgiving and being the light, not by going to the worldly solution of that, you know. Prove it by upholding your faith, by keeping rest, by keeping peace in that in that way. So, Hannah, if you have... Uh, a, a more defined part of that, put it in real quick, and we'll try to answer that. Uh, because there's there are different moments in those relationships that you, you're at, you can be asking about. But you know, a lot of times people will think that what they got to do is go into a family atmosphere and preach to everybody. 
Your life should preach to them. Yeah. You know, your life should preach to them. Be always be open for the Holy Ghost to to bring that up, but to bring up something to tell, but don't force feed it to them. If if they wanted what you have to say, they would come to your house and knock on your door and ask you. But they're not doing that. So mm -hmm. don't go to the family reunion and force feed the gospel to everybody that doesn't want it. Jesus mm -hmm. didn't do that. Yeah. Jesus didn't force feed people. And one thing I've found, a lot of times when we have this new revelation, we try to force feed people. And you can have the best recipe ever, but if you force feed it, this is something the Lord told me years ago, you can have the best recipe ever, but if you force it down somebody's throat, they're going to throw up on you. And, and why should you expect any different? So um, learn, learn to be patient with that. And see, now what we're seeing is, you know, now what we're seeing is we're seeing family members and friends and different things. They're coming. They're asking for questions. They're asking for anointing. Does that mean that I'm their source on everything? No, not at all. It just means that things have turned from the way they used to be where they thought we were just crazy. The proof, you remember Romans 12, uh, 1 and 2. Let, let me read that to you real quick and see it right here in this situation. Romans chapter 12 and um, verse 1 and 2, in the King James, uh, Paul says, Therefore I beg you, brethren, he says in the New American, I urge you, it's a strong urging, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. In other words, present yourself and your life as a sacrifice, you know, and that doesn't mean that you stand up and you preach to everybody and now they're mad at you and you're getting, you're getting um, oh, what's the word? Not, uh, not condemnation, but persecution. You're, you, you're getting persecution because you preach the word. No, you didn't hear from God to do that. You're operating on presumption and now you're getting persecuted because you made a wrong decision, didn't follow the leading of God most of the time. And so that's not what it's talking about. Present yourself a holy and living sacrifice is, I, I yield to the Lord, I hear from him, and I do that exactly, you know. And I renew my mind to the word of God. But then it says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is. So see, when we renew our mind and we start walking out this rest of God and this faith of God, our lives start to be a proof. It starts to be a proof of the, the good things and the blessings of God. And then people yeah. go, God, how's that happening to you? How, how, are you? how are you having that success? Why do you have this peace? And now they'll say, they'll come to you, and it's like a spiritual magnet. They'll say, I want to know how this is happening. And now you have the ability. You prove what is the what the will of God is that which is good and acceptable and perfect and so if we'll just keep our peace and be at rest we'll prove those things and as we continue to renew our mind and that starts solving those issues in the family and it's not that they won't still have pressure I mean just you showing up carrying an anointing will put pressure on the lack of holiness in them understand that and recognize that that's going to be there you know people just get nervous around the anointing because that anointing is the grace and the holiness of God manifesting and 
they will actually be like, oh, I got to get straight, but they don't want to get straight. So there's this pressure between those two and they'll respond to that. So sometimes people get mad at you. They'll cuss you out just because, you know, I, one time I showed up at a, we had just come from a revival. I had a shirt on that said something about Jesus and we go to it. We stopped at a gas station. There's guys there. There's a guy who's got beer. He's drinking. He started cussing me up and down. I mean, just cussing me, cussing me, cussing me. Rude. And so much so that even his drunk friends were coming and apologizing to me over him. You know, you, the anointing of God and the things of God will irritate other people, especially in family situations as well. And that's okay. Let that, let them deal with that. Your job is not to answer for that or to solve that. That's their issue. Let them deal with it. And don't don't be sitting back, you know, like laughing and grimacing. <laughs> deal with that anointing, you joker, you heathen. Don't don't be doing that. You know, but at the same time, be at rest and be at peace. You know, just let uh let a lot of times this is goes back to the dealing with children, but it's also dealing with other people is don't save them from conviction. You know, don't save people from conviction. You know, many times you know, people will come and they're like, I just need help. I need help. And the Lord says, don't help them right yeah. now. And, and the reason is because they're the prodigal son that God's trying to wake up. And if I help them, they won't wake up. Mm -hmm. They won't wake up. And, and Lord, so that's where we have to hear from. We have to trust the Holy Ghost. And mm -hmm. I could try to save everybody, but I'd be doing them a disservice the Lord is convicting them. You're in this place because you've not listened to me. And so then they reach to the church to help them. Many times church is like, oh, yeah, here you go. And it's the wrong thing to do. Mm -hmm. So you have to, you have to sit back and, and trust on God. Amen. Yeah, Greg uh, said Jesus operated in voluntary persuasion. Yep. In other words, he allowed somebody to be persuaded, but then they made a choice. Do I want to receive this or not? Amen. Was there anything else on there? There weren't any more questions, but you had said that you wanted us to remind yeah. you to talk about intimacy. I know we're over time, but if you still want to go there, we I can do go there real with you. quickly. So one of the things with rest and sitting in rest is that God has saved us, right? So one of the things I want you to see is this is John 17, 3 says, this is eternal life, that you may know him. Uh, that in other words, we will have an intimate knowledge of him. You'll see that people are not in rest because they don't really know him. They think he'll help me up to a point, but they won't, he won't help me with this, or I'm not seeing help yet. And so what happens is if I'm not seeing help yet, or I don't think... We think that kind of behind the scenes spiritually, God's not working on our behalf, which is that's actually attacking. That thought is attacking his character, right? Yeah. And that thought is attacking our knowledge of him, and that's why we have to deal with things in that way. Now, one of the things that you'll see, though, is this, is eternal life is what? To know him, and if you know him, then you can have those things, right? You can walk in those things. If you know him, then you're apart with him. You're in intimate fellowship with him. He said, as I am, so are you in this world. As Jesus is, so are we in this world. So Jesus is not sick. Jesus is not poor. Jesus is not 
you know, hurting in that way. Jesus is not in bitterness. Anything that we're facing, he's not in the, a corrupted world. He's not dealing with. Yeah. So as he is, so are we in this world. So as I get to know him, I realize I'm that same healed person. I'm that same delivered person. Mm -hmm. I'm that same prosperous person because as he is, so am I. He's not sitting at the right hand of the Father in heaven where I'm seated as well if we're born again in Ephesians 2, worried about my situation. He's not up in heaven fretting, oh, oh what are we going to do about that? Oh, yeah. Jesus, oh, oh, Jesus is not doing that. Yeah. He's not doing that, you know. Uh, you know, calling the angels over to have a powwow. All right, let's have a think tank, boys. We've got to figure this one out. This one's tough, you know. No, he's got it all figured out, right? So he's not sitting there sweating it. So if he's not sweating it, we shouldn't be sweating it. So why have we been? You know, why have we been sweating? One of the things that I think is so important is, remember John 3.16. What was the end game of John 3.16? That he came and he gave his life. Yeah, exactly. Abby says, he's not sweating it. He sits in the heavens and laughs at these attacks. He laughs at the enemy that's trying to, trying to come against you. He laughs. We should take on his same net nature. So one of the things that you see is that John 3.16 was trying to get us to eternal life. Oh, well, here's the question. What is eternal life? That we're one with him. That who he is, we are. That the problems that he doesn't have, we don't have. Is that right? When does eternal life begin? When does it begin? In heaven? No, we have eternal life now. Now we have it. We're not waiting on it to get to heaven. We're in eternal life the moment we believe on Christ. We're in eternal life now. That means I have all the solutions I need right now. He's blessed me with every spiritual blessing. I'm not waiting on it. And see, revelation of that and knowledge of that makes it where we're not, we're in rest and we're not in worry because it's like, no, I have it now. I have everything that I need. He's granted to me everything pertaining to life and godliness and made me a partaker of his divine nature. He's blessed me with every spiritual blessing. I have it now. Yeah. You know, I'm not the sick trying to get healed. I'm the healed enforcing my health, mm -hmm. my divine health. I'm not the poor trying to get the uh, prosperity. I am the prosperous enforcing that prosperity, enforcing who we are. And when we get that, we know we're already in eternal life. I already am one with him now. All of a sudden, these things simplify, and we'll go, oh, my goodness, I have it now. I have it now. And then when we realize that I have it now, then we actually will say, what am I worried about? And, the, and we'll step into that place of rest. And that's something that we need to know is we have those things now. Do you know that you have it now? Just pray this with me right now. Just say, Father, Lord, I receive you as my Lord, your character and nature as mine, the things that you have as mine. You're disclosing all things to me. You said it yourself. Everything the Father has, he has given unto me, and I give it to you. So, Lord, we receive everything that you have, and we walk in it, 
We're not fearful of any lack in any way. We are in rest, and we thank you for it, and we praise you for it. Lord, we believe that everything that could take us down to the grave, you broke the yoke of when God brought you back to life. I believe he brought you back to life, and he beat everything that would try to attack me. I receive the fullness of eternal life now. <laughs> I have it. And Jesus, as you are, so am I in this world. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Just continue to receive right there. I just sense that anointing pouring out. Lord, right now, pour out your anointing and your blessing. Lord, make it easy and light on every person that's listening or watching. Make it easy and light, Lord. Pour out your joy. Pour out your rest. Lord, let, help them to know the reality of the provision that you have laid up for them. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord. We just receive it. Just say that. Say, Lord, I receive your goodness and mercy and your rest and peace from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Did you receive something? We, uh, we praise God. Pray that you have, and we praise God that you have. And we just thank the Lord for his goodness and what he's poured out this week. Have you all received something? Yeah. Amen. Amen. You feel like you'll operate at rest at a different level? Yes. Amen. How about y'all? Amen. You think so? Glory. Amen. Glory to God. Well, listen, if you need anything, you let us know, and uh, we will agree with you, and uh, we'll see that victory come through. If you would like to sow today, you can go to giveww.org. You can give Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, give once or give on a regular basis. You can give cryptocurrency. All of that information is there, and uh, we just praise God for you, and we're excited uh, to be in a partnership with y'all going through this life, living at a God level and moving up, all yeah. steadily increasing. This is our year of multiplied increase in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Anybody who's sowing today, we just ask, Lord, bless it. Press it down. Shake it together. Running over shall men give unto their bosom. Lord, give into their lives. Father, we thank you for bringing about solutions today in Jesus' name. Lord, let it be quick solutions, and we praise you and we worship you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. We love you. Have a great, great day, and they're going to wrap it up for you. See you, see you tomorrow. Alrighty, guys, we're here to wrap up. Abby's going to tell you all about Kickstart because Kickstart 22 is coming up in less than a month. Yeah. So, guys, Monday marks exactly four weeks away from Kickstart 2022. We have this brand new graphic out for you. Be looking for it. Be looking. We've got so many reminders, so much great stuff coming out. It starts February 7th. It goes all the way through the 11th. That's a Monday through Friday, every night at 6.30 here at Boomerang Church with Brother Tracy Harris and Pastor Brian. You are not going to want to miss it. This year 
is the year of multiplied increase. And God would not say that unless he has great things in store for you. And it starts now. But that is going to kick off this entire year of multiplied increase. And that is not going to be small potatoes, guys. (laughs) It's going to be huge. Big potatoes. Huge potatoes. potatoes. I mean, just the biggest. Huge. Huge. (laughs) Large. Guys, you are going to want to be here. Pray about it. Make plans to be here. Do whatever you got to do. Clear off your calendar. You want to be here. But that's that's all the announcements we have for you today. We are going to see you again tomorrow at 1130 for Friday, our Friday broadcast, because that's the day of the week that it'll be tomorrow. I'm learning. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.